Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jay Mert? Happy almost New Year. Almost. Woo, where did this year go? I know. It makes me angry that the years go by faster and faster. What the hell, man? I know. I was thinking, hey, remember three days ago when it was January 1st? I'm like, (laughs) what the hell? I know it's nuts. I hope everybody had a great year. I hope you accomplished what it is you set out to. And if you didn't, how about 2022 is not going to happen again. Don't let that happen again. No, no. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. As always, we love it when you tune in, when you listen, when you subscribe, when you share, when you do all the things we truly appreciate you. And today, Jen and I, we're not going to fight so much, although there, there will probably be a couple I told you so's in this episode. Yeah. This could be this interesting. may lead to a cage match. It could. It could. We'll There'll see. be a lot of tails between the legs because in this episode, what Jen and I are going to do is we're going to recap this last year and kind of look at where do we think maybe, oh. maybe we were wrong. What? Yeah, I couldn't find any. Yeah, I know. I, I, I Yeah. Shortest episode ever. I wasn't we're done. <laughs> I'm done. Now, this will be interesting. And it's not so much that we were flat out wrong, but like, hey, maybe that episode allowed us to see things a little differently, or maybe the the tiebreaker allowed us to see things differently or, or whatever that is. And then we're also going to just look ahead a little bit at 2022 and talk about challenges and things like that. Great. So Mertlin, yeah. once you get us started, what's one thing you think you might backpedal on a little bit and tell me I was right? Oh, Lord. Well, I think for context, we have been doing this for a couple of years, right? And as a real estate agent and as a business owner, we grow and we change. The market grows and changes. So one of our first episodes, episode number three, when we talked about delivering honest feedback to the seller, and I was like, I mean, you use a stager to do that. Like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But now how do you feel? I mean, in reality, I do deliver it. I think the timing has to be right. Like, I don't think that you deliver the honest feedback to the sellers, like your place smells like cat pee or like whatever until after they've agreed that they're hiring you. And I think that is like, I don't remember if I said in that episode, but I I will stick with that. But I do think that you don't have to abdicate that to the stager. I I agree. I agree. You know, I agree because I argued that. But you're right. Oh, you're right. You're right, Monica. Oh, dang. Thank you. This is the end of today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. That's all we needed to hear. No, but you're right. Um, I can't tell you how many listings I have actually picked up. And the seller said, yeah, we had so-and-so through and all she did was walk around and tear our house down. Right. So you do not do this 
in the listing appointment. No, Ken. This is separate. This is like once you are on board with the relationship, that's when you're honest. Yes. Now, the only like kind of rub there is like, what is the price, right? So it's like you have to get the buy-in that it's you and then you discuss the price and be like, mm-hmm. okay, well, we have some options here. We could do like an as is price. We can mm-hmm. like, what is your budget for, you know, f- making things ready, making the house ready to market. Like you'll mm-hmm. no longer be living here. So we have to, you wash the car before you go sell it. Right. Like that's right. What, you clean right? out your crumbs. Yeah. yeah. So like, how are we going to make this? So buyer is it is attracted to it or whatever, or do you yeah. want that price? And what is your budget for that? Because then that will tailor what you say, right? If they're like, right. we want the as is price, but you haven't talked about it. And you're thinking they have a reno budget. It's a different, com- you know what I mean? Like you don't want right. to get caught in that circle. That's right. And a lot of agents want to hang their hat on pr- the price and the feedback in order to get the listing. And I just think that, yeah. I'm with you on that. That's got to be a separate conversation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So the, I found like two others that I think that you were right. And then one that I'm like, I'm almost on your side, but not quite there. Okay. Well, do you want me to tell you one that I think you were right? Oh, I mean, please. I mean, I I want you to feel good about this episode as well. (laughs) I had to dig deep, but I found... One has to dig deep. Episode number one. one. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. There was an episode you and I did. I don't know the number, but we talked about agents selling their own home. And you are very, very adamant that that's a bad idea. It's a horrible idea. Stop it immediately. Immediately. And I fought for it because I said, look, there's nobody better to do this. I can separate my feelings, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And like you said, time passes, things change. You see things differently. Now I haven't sold my house in the meantime, but I will say, I think you are right that the responsible thing to do is to have somebody who can uh, be, you know, an advocate for you outside of the emotions of your own home. Boom. Did something so I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one. That changed your opinion. It did. It did. I, you know, I, I still think, could I do it? But this is, this is the mindset of the for sale by owner. Could you do it? Yeah, Yeah. sure. You could do it. Is it a good idea? No. No. Can things go wrong? Yes. Are you leaving money on the table? Are you making mistakes? Like, yes, same sort of thing. And I think I was just thinking like, wow, I'm an, I'm an agent. I should be able to rise above that. And, And the fact is I'm an owner. And in that scenario, I'm an owner owner first. first. Yeah, exactly. So I give that to you, babe. Yeah, baby. I like it. Yeah. All right. Tell me I was right on something. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I had to write them down. Okay. So, all right. So episode 34, we talked about how much should the agent know about a listing? And- Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. And you said like, you felt like you should know a lot. And I was like, it's dumb. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a quote from that episode. Yeah. It's a quote from like every other episode. This is right. Right. And, you know, I'm going to disagree with myself and I'm going to team Monica myself. Yeah. I think you're right. Like I got to thinking about it after the episode and then I was like, you know, let me just try it and see. 
And agents ask a lot of questions, right? Mm -hmm. Which also I think is, I know. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you know, if you know the answers, it's just like a lot easier to be like, Mm -hmm. this is the answer, like whatever. So for me, knowing a lot about the house is a time saver. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that. Right. And it could you could get more money too for the sellers. I think sometimes yeah. depending. Yes. So you know, Monica, you should I, know about the house. I love this. I love this because you know what? Um, when you were just saying that, like we love, I love it. And I know you do too. When you talk to a competent agent and you're asking questions and they know that house up and down and they know back and forth and they save you time because they right. know the answers. They don't have to yeah. get back to you. Yeah. You can tell they're really invested in the sale and they're doing their job. And you're right. I just, I want to show up like that. You know, I already said you were right. I know. Okay. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to reiterate it. Well, I think too, like the story of, if there's a story about the house too, because it, sure. you have to use all your information that, you know, sparingly, right? Like you don't want to yeah. throw up on people, Yeah. but like if they, when you're talking to them before they show the house, because you should be calling them the mm-hmm. agent before they show the house, you're mm-hmm. finding out about their buyer. And then you mm-hmm. can use the information that you know and share with them information that would their buyer would find helpful. So if you can mm-hmm. tell, like if it's a historical property and you, the buyer that they're bringing like loves historical homes, you can mm-hmm. be like, hey, we made a video about it. Let me send it to you. And it has the mm-hmm. whole story about it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, I love it. Right. Helps them, helps them fall in love. Yeah. You know, just now I'm representing actually an agent who's buying a house in a state she's not licensed in that I am in. And she uh, went to look at this. It's like a cabin on acreage and the owner was there Mm -hmm. and the owner told so much of the history of the house and how he literally pulled the stones out of the Creek and, and where this wood came from. And that made all the difference in the world. And I don't think you and I can have that level of knowledge, but that's an no. example of what information can do to change the tone of a showing. If she had just looked at the cabin, a lot would have been lost. But he, they could like you, as you're doing a tour of the house, they could be like the audio for it. If they don't want to mm-hmm. be like on camera yeah, right? or, you know, they could write it down and you could read it like there's, or you could do like an interview style or something yep. like there's so many ways to pull that out because you really don't want them at the showing. Not ideal in this case, it was fine, but you're right. And I, I just meant more like information helps sell houses. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. So Mine, again, I didn't pick the episode as you were so thorough in picking the episode, but we did an episode about what happens when your friend wants to sell their house by owner. <laughs> what do you do? And I believe it down. I, I <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. A, that's right. Uh, I took a softer approach with kind of like, look, you just, Shock. you just help them as much as you can. Shock. I know, you know, you, you help them, whatever. And then you hope for the referral. And so after our episode, I was thinking, you know, if this friend was somebody I really freaking cared about, like I I was invested in their success and their future and whatever. Yeah. I should fight for what I know to be true Mm. and fight a little bit more with data. Yeah. Um, I think the catch is like, how do you do that without sounding like you're just trying to get the listing, but to come with like, 
Yeah, but if they actually think that you're just trying to get the listing, like I'd be like, are you friends? Right, right. If they know me, they know that's not what this is about. This is about I'm worried because there's a lot going on in this market that's a little bit chaotic. Yeah. And you could get swallowed up and you could lose money and you can negotiate poorly. And like, is that what you want? That offer. Is that what you want? Is this worth it? Is this worth it? So I think I would fight a little bit harder for that. I like it. And I think like, also I would want to question, like, I, I'm curious and like also concerned that, you know, this is what I do at the live for a living. Like Mm -hmm. it it doesn't make sense to me that you wouldn't trust me to handle this for you. So what is it really? Is it because I'm receiving it as the, you don't trust me and think that I'm good at my job. Is that the case? Mm -hmm. Or, Or is it that you think that you could put more money in your pocket like, where are we really at here? Because I mean, <laughs> I feel like shit. Right. <laughs> you right. Know, like, I don't know. And I wouldn't do that to you. Right. And right. Or do you just normally not work with friends? And in that case, maybe please let me refer you and please at least in it. Would you be open to interviewing them? You know, right. like, that's an interesting way to say that because that demonstrates a true concern for them being my own concerned. Like, right. There's, I call for sale by owners every day. They, I can tell you what doesn't work because if it worked, everybody would be a for sale by owner. Why are they not? Let me tell you, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. And in 2020 for sale by owners, not like it can't sell, but 25% less. Yes, exactly. 25% less for, for sale by owners. It was shocking amount. It's usually not that high. That's pretty high. Yeah. In this like wild West environment, it was even more obvious. So yeah, I, I, um, I can't remember. I know you fought a little harder for it. So I would say you're right. I can't remember exactly kind of what your words were, but I know I was probably like, it's dumb. We're not friends. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. All right. My other one that is so funny to me (laughs) that I disagree with myself now is episode 22. We talked about, should you hire a virtual assistant? And I was like, absolutely not. Uh-huh. It's like the worst idea. And mostly I was mostly because mostly because the ones that I had had in the past or had tried to use, I'm not like a crystal clear, like do step one, turn on the computer, do step two, go to realtor fight mm-hmm. Like I'm not that type of person. I'm more like this is what I need it to look like at the end. I don't care how you do it. Get it out on Tuesday at four. Right. right. And then you're disappointed because they didn't do it how you wanted them to. Yeah. So yeah. now after having cyber backers and having, honestly, yeah. honestly, like I'm, yes. And having Francis as our VA. Dang. I know when you get the right person, it's gotta be the right person, but like Amazing. all the of right the ones backing. that I had, had had, I mean, all of them. Oh my God. I'm like, I called three for fill, for sale by owners and they hung all up. Yeah, I'm never calling for sale by owners again. I mean, that's right, what it's right. like, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so exactly. The three VAs that I had didn't work, <laughs> but like now having the one that does, I'm like, damn, not only yeah. does it save me time, it saves me money. And like, she adds, like adds additional value with her ideas. And I'm like, Oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Yes. Isn't she amazing? I've been working with Francis for almost a year. She makes me better. Yeah. And that's 
that's possible with VAs. It's yeah. it's you got to have the right company and the right they have real processes. Yeah. And they have significant training. Yeah. These guys are well it's a well-oiled machine and you're right if you get the right person. It's like agents that say, you know, I, I'm never hiring I, I, I'm never hiring a TC. It's likely you didn't have the right TC. It's not the position. Right. Exactly. It's the person that was I in agree. It. I agree. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The right person and everything makes all the difference, right? Yeah, for sure. We highly recommend Cyberbacker. In fact, we went to them and asked them to be a partner for the podcast because I truly believe and you believe that this process that they've built yeah. uh, can actually give you this leveraged no, it does help that you and like, I talked to her, like we have a meeting like once a week or whatever to just like talk about what we're doing. I'm like, are you ready for a new project? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. great. And so then I explained it to her in like 10 minutes and she's like, asks a few questions and she's like, maybe we can do this. And I'm like, okay, great. And then we're done. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And that's not just Francis. That's, I mean, it is Francis, it but is. that's cyberbacker for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. one that I said, absolutely. I like it. I'm a absolutely. <laughs> yes. Even recommended them like to our friends and to our marketing people. I'm like, you guys need help. Yeah. 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 That's good. All right. I like it. Okay. So my third and final episode that I will admit that I was sprung because <laughs> that's all I'm going to do is three. No more. Uh, Oh, this is the episode about a buyer's agency agreement. And while I said, of course, it's a good idea, I did. There's nobody that really thinks that's a bad idea. It's a matter of do you implement it. And I don't. I did in the beginning of my career. And then I stopped. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I stopped. And in the episode, I argued that really, I just take advantage of that opportunity to talk about the document and have a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's no reason to fall short in that conversation and not have it signed. And if they won't sign it, I think I'm likely to run into a problem with them anyway. Hello. So I would backpedal on that and we're going to put that into, you know, our policy and standards in our business. And I think it's a really smart. Well, it's going to start having to, it's going to start being required. I imagine. That would be a good idea. Then we don't have to like worry about explaining it. We can just like all the other docs, it just got to be signed. Yeah. You shouldn't have to. Anyway. Yes. It should absolutely be signed. Are you hiring me to help you or not? If you're not hiring me, I can't help you. If you hire me, we're going to get this done. Those are your choices. Which one do you want? That's right. We don't need to beg, plead and borrow for business anymore. We got to raise our own freaking standards because nobody else is doing it. We got to do it. Did you have a, a last one? I had one that I'm like still thinking about. Okay. So here it is. Let me just tell you what it is. Okay. So episode 26, we talked about giving feedback to the listing agent. And I was like, no feedback is feedback. Or like, I'll just write like not interested. And you like rolled your eyes like you're doing now. If you are not watching on YouTube, go to YouTube. I mean, it was like a whole head eye roll. It was like a whole thing. And here's the thing. I still think like agents need to communicate, right? Like Mm -hmm. if, if they're an agent that like called me before the listing or like whatever, like, and are the, the, well, first of all, I don't really have that many buyers, but like, let's say I did Mm -hmm. and the buyer is not like, doesn't like it. I would like to give helpful feedback only Mm -hmm. if it's helpful. 
I don't want to waste my time when I have not spoken with you at all. I have no idea who you are. I don't know what your situation is. Like, so it's kind of, I'm like sort of there. I'd like to give feedback, Mm -hmm. but like, Mm -hmm. I need a little bit of something like from you too, as a listing Mm -hmm. agent. No, I get it. And look, if your buyer walked through it and the answer was, it just wasn't the right house for them. Like literally there's no feedback. It's priced well. It was in good condition. This is just not like going to work for them for whatever reason. That's, that's not valuable feedback. And you're right. No need to provide anything more than no. But if you, I would like it to be like, if you had a listing and you call me, you said, Monica, I really want your personal opinion. I'm glad you're going through. Can you help me out with what you think? Right. And I generally say that I'd like your buyer's opinion. I'd also like your professional opinion. I'd say that too. All of it. Yeah. This really helps agents have discussions with sellers. And I think this good feedback policy is in the spirit of cooperative selling, you know, like where we're all supporting each other. That's true, but that's not everybody's spirit. I know. And that's why I said, I wish it was. And I think a lot of, so like as a listing agent, I deal with a lot of buyer's agents Mm -hmm. and I can tell you that over 50% of them, and I would venture to say it on certain listings, it's like 90% of them know nothing about their buyer. Mm -hmm. So they have no idea. They've never met them. They have no idea what they're looking for. And, And so in that case, it's very difficult to give feedback. And I would say back to your original, the one you did before about the buyer agreement, that's also like a buyer consultation. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, I don't know. Have you done it? But I have, okay, literally once or twice in my entire 18 years, have I gotten feedback that was like, hey, great listing, feel like it's overpriced. We saw 1234 Main Street, which was basically the same floor plan. However, they were priced 10,000 below and they also had a pool. Like that is real badass, freaking awesome feedback. That's yes. legitimate and fact-based and helpful. But I'm not going to write all that this. and waste my time. If I've never talked to you, I don't know who you are. None of this stuff, right? Like that's right, but somebody's got to help. That's like you being in a relationship and saying, I'm not going to be nice to you until you're nice to me. Like, ain't nobody going to be nice to you then. Like Girl. it's a standoff. <laughs> somebody's got to start. If they want the feedback. They need to start. <laughs> <laughs> and as the listing agent, I think it's our responsibility to we are the salespeople in this transaction. If you have listing agents and you have buyer's agents, the listing agents are the salespeople. As the salespeople, it is your job to control the transaction. If you want what you want, you have to go out and ask for it and get it. It's your job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not my job as a buyer's prep, agent. Prep it up. But if I ask you, will you do it? Then yeah, I'll do it. If I say, if we talk before you see it and I say, yeah. look, I'd really, really love not only your buyer's like actual opinion. Absolutely, but I would do it because I do have the spirit of cooperation. I want to cooperate, but I don't want to, I spend a lot of time giving, giving, giving and give, receiving no deposits. I'm not in that habit anymore. Like, I don't want to do that. So like, yeah, if we're going to cooperate and I'm going to help you, I don't mind helping you. But like, you've got to like, tell me that you need help or else how do I know? Right, right. Okay. Otherwise they ain't interested. That's why you don't have an offer. well but uh back to the original like you've changed your mind that it's important i've changed my mind that it's valuable yeah i can i see the value of it that probably saying not interested is somewhat to your point like 
passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. I realized you're not interested. You didn't send an offer. I'm not a dumbass. Okay. When we posted this in a big real estate group, agent group, uh-huh. I mean, overwhelmingly people were like, you know, no offer is feedback. And I'm like, okay, I get that jack ass. Like, duh. This is not what we're talking about. I don't, I'm not curious whether or not your buyer's interested. I'm aware that they're not. I'm interested in the feedback, not the answer. Except that most, many agents, they don't have the feedback because they've never had the initial conversation with the buyer. Well, then this is an inherent problem in our freaking Hello. business. Once again, revealed by Jen Mertland. When I'm the czar-ass of real estate of <laughs> yeah. the world, I'm going to That's right. Why don't right. you tell us, like, is, do we have anything exciting coming up for 2022? Oh, my gosh. I mean, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. You and I are going to be uh, introducing a new kind of episode Uh-oh. in 2022. It's going to be one of our regular episodes, but it's going to be called the heavyweight episode. Heavyweight no. or TK champion. We don't know. We were toying with the thing. I think champion. Something. What were we doing? Champion. I thought it was TKO. Oh, TKO. Anyway, anyway. I don't know. Heavy. I like heavyweight. That sounds good. We're going to have a guest actually on this episode. You do a lot of great uh, tiebreakers. And of course you have the, what would you do aspect to the podcast, but we're going to invite some really special guests from time to time onto yes. this episode. So I'm really looking cool. forward to that. I'd like you and I to travel maybe in 2022, maybe do a couple live events. That'd be so fun. Yeah. What do you think? And hopefully get some swag. If you want (laughs) swag, we're going to get some swag. Like us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. The Yes. Real Estate Fight Club podcast on both. Send us a note that you want some swag. Yes. So we're being introducing some things. I mean, we're taking it to the new level. I mean, Jen, we're getting well over $3,000, 3,000 downloads every single month. More that puts that, us yeah. in the top 10% of all podcasts. That's a lot. That's a lot. And how about a shout out to Podcastic, who does hey. our production for us, Sharon McCormick and the gang. She, she. Thank Sharon you. Sarah McCormick and mm-hmm. everybody. Yes. Yeah, so I think we're, we're going to take this thing to the next level. And it's only been because of our incredible listeners like you guys. So we just, we want to thank you for a great year and hopefully you had a good year and let's get ramped up for 2022. Yeah. I also want to know, is there any podcast that you've, because of the podcast, maybe you changed your mind about the topic. Like you were thinking one thing when you read what the topic was, but then after the conversation, you changed your mind, not you. Oh, on several, because I remember thinking, yeah. I remember saying a couple times, I think you, I think I'm going to agree with you on this after <laughs> yeah. all this. Not, like, yeah, but I wonder if the get, like if the, um, the Oh, you mean the guests, yeah, the listeners. Yeah, the yeah, listeners, yeah, 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 if yeah. they change after maybe listening to the guest or listening yeah. to us, or maybe they were team Monica and now they're team Mertland. Unlikely. <laughs> it is so <laughs> unlikely. Oh, the other way around. Yeah. Right. No, that's a great question for our listeners. Please let us know if we have helped to have you see things differently or, or solidify what you already knew to be true and gave you like power in your belief, which is also why we do this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Name one challenge that you think agents are going to need to overcome in 2022 or one, if it's not a challenge, like one thing that's going to be really important for them to have success in 2022. Um, confidence. So I think that it'll be interesting to see what happens like in the 
in real estate over the next few years. I think we're going to see some changes. And I think it's important for you as a real estate agent and as a business owner to hone in on your processes. Uh, you all, Monica always talks about standards. So get your standards together and just really know this is what I do. This is what works. And you attract the right customers to you and don't attract the one, repel the ones that are not going to say no, baby. process. Say no. Some of what the best listings you take are the ones you don't take, right? Hello. Somebody said that one. My uh, word goes along with your word. And I believe my word helps to build your word. And my word is consistency. Hmm. There is never going to be a more important time for you to be consistent in your relationships, consistent in your activities, consistent in your standards, consistent, all these things. Mm -hmm. And consistency in that action is what builds confidence. Because I actually agree with you. That's probably one of the best things like a top agent has is like confidence in their process. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's funny. Can I just say this is really off. It's, it's on topic, but an analogy. I remember playing golf with this friend of mine and her husband mm-hmm. and we were in the cart and he got up and he's a really, really good golfer, but he's kind of lacking in like other skills. Like he was kind of a fuck up in other ways. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. But, but he's a good but, golfer, but he's a, but he's a good guy and a good golfer, but he was like, you know, constantly losing his job and whatever, but he got up on the tee box and he was super good, super confident, hit the ball. And she goes, never is he sexier to me than on the golf course. Like she loved that confidence that he had. Right. That's nice. And I don't know why I think think about in this, like I want you as the agent listening to this to be like that confident in what you do, that you just know you help people, you know how to help people. And you do, you got to do it a little more. You got to do it a little more consistently, but you'll get that swagger sort of. Well, there, that is like more, it's, it's more attractive when you Mm -hmm. can see somebody that is like very good at whatever Mm -hmm. it is that they're doing. So Mm -hmm. if it's a listing presentation, if it's generating leads, if it's like whatever piece of the business, like you are good at, I like your Mm -hmm. word swagger. I mean, it is, you can see it, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And like, it just like engulfs everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get, get your swagger. Yeah, get your swagger on. But that only comes through action and yep. consistency. You cannot read your thing. way into confidence. You cannot watch videos your way into Listen. confidence. You cannot take <laughs> webinars into confidence. You can't get into action. Get it. Do it. Get it. Get it. All right. This was a long one, but I think a good one. I appreciate this uh, time together. I think this is going to have to be the end. I think we need to take a break, though. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll hear a word from the partners, and then we won't be back. But yeah, we'll be back. Hold on. We'll be back. Just listen to this real quick, because there's some good stuff in here. Okay. Take a listen. We'll be right back. I want to tell you about Vulcan 7. Now, I know, I know you don't want a cold call, but I actually use Vulcan 7 for circle prospecting too. It's a great way to find sellers for your buyers and buyers for your sellers. And Monica's the one that showed me Vulcan 7 anyway, (laughs) and I love it. So I'm really excited that they've agreed to partner with us on our podcast. So if you want to do more deals, then you need Vulcan 7. Go to Vulcan7.com slash Jennifer Mertland for a $49 two-week trial of the system. And I guarantee you will never look back. Hey guys, it's Monica here. I want to talk to you about our newest 
partner with Real Estate Fight Club. It's Cyberbacker. Guys, these guys are the best in the business for virtual assistance. And I'm coming to you from personal experience. I have been working with my Cyberbacker. Her name is Frances and she's amazing. She honestly makes me better. She makes my business better. And these guys at Cyberbacker have this process down pat. You will go through a hiring process, they do the training, they're very consultative, you're going to love this process, and you and I both know it's time for you to leverage up and get a virtual assistant, and Cyberbacker is for sure your partner. Go to cyberbacker.com, ask for a conversation, and when you do, make sure you tell them that Real Estate Fight Club referred you, you'll be getting a free gift. Have a great day. Welcome back. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into our partners' messages. We appreciate that. Jen, I think this is going to have to be the end of today's episode. Yes. <laughs> the second end. We're, yeah. I, we're not Irish goodbying you. We're like, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye for 20 Bye-bye. minutes. What's the opposite <laughs> right, of an Irish goodbye? You know what an Irish goodbye is, right? I don't like, I don't know. An Irish goodbye is like when you're at a party and you don't tell anybody you're leaving, you just leave. Oh, I didn't know what the name of that is. I'm famous for that. You are famous. That's how you oh. should know it freaking disappears like where the hell is monica where did she go yeah that's an irish goodbye but what's the opposite when you say goodbye for way too long and it's like why are you still here you said goodbye an hour ago i I don't know there should be a name for that like i thought you were leaving (laughs) we've been talking smack about you for 10 minutes (laughs) that's right (laughs) all right guys Thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate when you like and share and please subscribe wherever you listen and go to our Facebook page. It's Real Estate Fight Club podcast. And we're now on Instagram a lot. We've got some funny ass shit out there. That's true. The reels are hilarious. Yeah, they are. I like it. And if you are interested in learning more about EXP, feel free to give me a buzz. 513-400-1691. All right, Monica, have fun on New Year's. You too. Don't Bring it in right. use me for your number, your first call or whatever it is. Listen, grandma's in bed about nine o'clock on New Year's. I, <laughs> New Year's is for rookies. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.